Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Um, actually, have a missing person today. Annette Bingham is not going to be on the show today as she has had some technical difficulties with her phone. If, if any of you tuned in yesterday, uh, you certainly know that I did. So, interestingly enough, she's having them today and unable to call in for some reason. And so, I will be running this show solo today. Um, I want to go ahead and introduce you to the week ahead. If you have not yet gone to our Facebook page, again, that is Girl Power Half Hour, uh, I want to first of all recommend that you do so and like our page so that you can stay updated on our show and what is to come. Uh, In the meantime, I'll let you know what we have coming up today. As we discussed yesterday, is Dr. Charlotte Dunham will be talking about mothers, daughters, and dementia care, and we will get to that in just a moment. Um, and then tomorrow is Wellness Wednesday, and we're going to give you five simple ways to live a healthier, happier life. Um, that's certainly going to be important for all of us to tune in, including me. So five simple ways to live a happier life tomorrow. Uh, Thoughtfulness Thursday, we're going to be exploring the life of a strong, independent woman, Georgia O'Keefe. And Casual Friday, as you all know, is Q&A Day. We need your questions. We have a few questions, actually, from a few men out there who have some questions for us ladies, and I'm excited about that. Nice to have them involved and on board. Of course, men are welcome to give us their feedback and to listen in and to Give us their questions. We encourage it. So I hope that all of you will go to our Facebook page and like that for us so you can stay updated and hopefully you will continue to tune in the rest of this week because we have a great week ahead. However, today I'm extremely excited and honored to have Dr. Charlotte Dunham on the show today discussing, as I said before, mothers, daughters, and dementia care. And Dr. Dunham, I just want to say hello. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi, Tasha. Well, it's an honor for me to be on the show as well, and uh, I'm glad to talk about one of my favorite topics. So. Good. I, you know, I know that some of the some of the listeners out there are not necessarily aware of your credentials. We have posted it on our Facebook page, but I want you to take just a moment just to introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Okay. I'm um, uh, the Director of Women's Studies at Tech, and I'm an Associate Professor of sociology um and my one of my early interests as a sociologist is in aging and um i've for years now i have been doing work on dementia care looking at the um difficulties that women face um taking care of a family member with with a disease like alzheimer's Although dementia is a broader category, but most of us, when we think of dementia, we're really thinking of Alzheimer's disease. Um, and the irony of that is, is that my mother uh, now has Alzheimer's, so it's almost as if my life's work has prepared me in a way that I didn't expect, and prepared wow. me a, uh, to take care of my own mother, um, yeah. as well as doing the research. So. Um, so it's been a journey, well, that's for sure. Yes, most definitely, and I'm certainly sorry to hear that. And you know how interesting it is that it seems sometimes our life comes full circle or, or you know, it seems that our yeah. purpose is greater than even we knew. So um, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, this is clearly a very personal topic for you, and I, I hope that 
many of those that are tuning in today are tuning in, uh, you know, possibly because it is a personal topic for them as well, and, and I hope that we can give them some help today. I want to give you some time to discuss, you know, what you wanted to bring to us today because I don't want our time to run out. So um, I just go ahead and start talking about this particular topic. It's so important for everyone, and I'll jump in if you don't mind with questions when I have any because sure. I certainly do. So, okay. Sure. Um, you know, I, um, I I gave you the title Mothers and Daughters in Dementia Care because yeah. oftentimes that's who is doing the care is an adult daughter for her mother, um, partly because women live so much longer than men, although that's changing, and women um, provide care, especially the hands-on care um, that dementia care requires. So I think it, what I want to talk about is that how taking care of a mom with Alzheimer's alters that relationship you have with your mother and also um, the kinds of emotional tasks that you have to kind of deal with in the process of of caring for your mom who was there for you, you know, for your entire life, all of a sudden you have to be there for her. So it's it's um, Dr. Gunnar, your your phone mm-hmm. are, your phone cut out for just a minute. You might want to repeat after you've okay. said the emotional tasks you have to deal with. Um okay. if you'll just repeat what you said after that. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, good, because sometimes my phone cuts out. Um, yeah, I of, did yesterday throughout the whole show. <laughs> I, uh, you know, sometimes there's emotional tasks that you have to deal with um, that I don't think it's, it, well, it's very difficult to be prepared for that. And so I think kind of hearing what other people go through and oh, being sure. prepared for it, I think makes it makes it easier on you, and I think it makes it easier on your mom. You know, right? So, um, um, so, you know, I think about how how gradually the relationship between my mom and I changed. And people like to say, "Oh, it's role reversal. It's like your child, your mom becomes your child, and you're the mom." Well, not exactly. Yeah, you find yourself doing things for your parent like, you know, making decisions that they would have made easily their entire life. Right. Or, you know, just hands-on things. You find that doing that as if it were a role reversal. But this is still your parent and will always be your parent. So it's not like you just all of a sudden think, okay, that's my child and you can go on. So so you have I you know understanding the emotional complexity of that I think can be very helpful too cuz you feel a little guilty when you tell your mom she can't drive or she can't do oh, her checkbook. Yeah. Of you know. course. So it it's you know it it's 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 something that you know I'm glad to be there for my mother and I'm sure all the the folks that I've interviewed and my research are glad to be there, but it, it's a task that is not an easy one to take. And uh, um, and in the the hard part is our society doesn't provide enough support for families that are going through this. Um, 
Right. I was knowing ask you if there were there were some sort of support groups or anything like that because it seems mm-hmm. like that it certainly needs to be. You know, the biggest source of support that I used um was the Alzheimer's Association. Okay. I, you know, I I highly recommend um creating a relationship with the Alzheimer's Association. Um when you start to be concerned about your parents' behavior uh, and and their behavior, will, they will start to act like somebody you don't know, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. the all you know the Alzheimer's Association will pr- provides a lot of support um, that I found very useful. Um, you know, you can call them up twenty four hours a day. They have counselors um, who can help kind of talk you through. A crisis, and I use oh, that two or three times. Yeah, um, so I recommend starting with the Alzheimer's Association. Um, and, and Dr. Dunham, your your phone just cut out again. Um, oh, you it said did. That they have counselors that are yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, you said oh, that they have counselors that are there. They're there throughout the day, and and you've used them uh-huh. often. I think that's uh-huh. what you said. And then we didn't hear you after that. Mm-hmm. They're actually available on the phone twenty four hours a day. Nice. Um, and, awesome. and That's and good. yeah, and so you know there there's there's a point in the disease where you really do don't know what to do, and so having right. knowledgeable people you can call at ten o'clock at night and say my mother just took off down the street. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to handle it. That that can be really helpful. Um, the second thing I would recommend for people is 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 Get to know people in your your social network that may be going through the same thing, right. or who have gone through through the same thing. Um, sure. I I found that really helpful. They can say, "Yeah, you know, that's not unusual. That happened to me, and this is how I handled it." And that I found that can be really helpful for somebody um, who's providing help. So. Now, could someone, um, if they if they wanted to start, if they wanted to start a support group, could they do that? I mean, could they maybe find a way mm-hmm. to post, you know, a, a desire to start something like that, or maybe um, create a page on Facebook? I mean, we're very, mm-hmm. uh, you know, technological these days, and, mm-hmm. and social media is certainly mm-hmm. a big thing. So, I guess they could do something mm-hmm. like that, correct? Yeah, I would think so. I, you know, I would do it through the Alzheimer's Association again. Okay. So that okay. you could, you know, so you could have some uh, professional who um, can kind of guide you through the process. Sure. Um, okay. Although, you know, just having other people to talk to is good, but I think having like a professional, what's the word? Right. Um, you know, yeah. facilitator um, would be right. better. Okay. But, uh, some, sometimes you can't that you don't have access to that. And so, you know, that's a different story. Um, right. And then the th- third thing is hiring a geriatric case manager is another thing you can do. However, that's expensive. Okay. And so hiring a, people hiring that don't a case have money. Is uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hiring a case manager is expensive? Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but but that that I found that helpful as well. So there's there's help out there, but it's not enough. Um, right. 
um, the community needs to step up and and let people know what services are available. Um, right. You know, um, there's a lot that needs to be done still um, to help with yeah. this disease. And, you know, it's more and more people are getting it. You know, the baby boomers are getting old. And so I know. Be a demand for that. So. so there's quite a few people that will have it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the longer we live, the greater the probability of Alzheimer's. And as people live longer, life expectancy increases. There will be more people. You know, it used to be people just didn't live long enough. Right. Um, to get to that stage. So right. um, there will be more demand. So, um, yeah. But you know, one other thing I want to add is there are good things, too, to caregiving. It's it's a, a especially in the early stages of the disease. It's a chance to connect with your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, that you you know you're busy growing up, be, raising your own family, being an adult, and kind of it's a way to connect back to your parent again who needs you this time. And so there's right. a real opportunity for growth too. I think that comes with that relationship sure. if if you know how are able to take advantage of it. So it's it's not all dismal. Yeah. Right. Well, and I, you know, I'd like to know, I mean, from your personal experience, well, you said earlier that you'll know the signs, you know, your parents will be uh, basically someone that you don't know. Are you the one that recognized mm-hmm. that early on? And if so, how, how did you recognize it? What What kinds of things changed? Yeah, I was, and, and I, I recognized it, and I would say, there's something not right, and no, and it, nobody would believe me for the longest time. Mm. Oh, wow. And it was this inability to remember um, words, and we all do that as we get older, but this there was a level of that that was unusual, and yeah. then the inability to recognize familiar objects. Oh, okay. um, you know, the first time I knew my mom was in trouble, we were having lunch while Buffalo Wild Wings, and she had a sandwich with a pickle spear, mm-hmm. and she picked it up, and she kind of looked at it, and she looked at me, and she said, Charlotte, what am I supposed to do with this? Because it, oh, and it wow. was clear she didn't know what that was. So a familiar object that she couldn't recognize right. anymore. That's one of the symptoms. Okay. Um, and so, and it comes on gradually. You start to see more and more of these these kind of right. uh, episodes. Um, and then, you know, their personality changes. They may become angry more often. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom didn't do this, but you hear people talking about my 80-year-old granny who went to church every week is now cussing like a sailor, and I don't know what to think. Right. Um, uh, paranoia is is happens sometimes where they may think um, somebody's stealing or breaking into the house when that's not the case. Right. Um, so it, you know, these are things in, in my research. Um, a lot of times, um, one of the first 
signs that people said they knew something was wrong was people, the, the person they were caring for would get lost in some in a familiar environment. Mm. So this one woman talked about her her husband and. She lived in one of the small towns around Lubbock, you know, the one with the square and, you know, everybody knows mm-hmm. each other. And she said she was home and somebody called and she said, I think your husband's lost. He can't figure out how to get home. He keeps driving around and around and around the square. Well, he'd lived there 80 years, right? Um, and all of a sudden he couldn't get himself home. And that's when they started to say, okay, there's something not right here. Um, right. You know. So. Well, and what? And I guess my next question is, you know, my great aunt had dementia, and she actually forgot to eat. Mm-hmm. She forgot how to cook, and she was a cook. I mean, mm-hmm. she cooked many mm-hmm. meals for me and my family, and she forgot how to cook, forgot how what a spoon was, forgot what a pan mm-hmm. was, forgot she would mm-hmm. forget to eat, and. Um, I don't really, honestly, because I was so young when she uh, was diagnosed and and she died long before I was really old enough to put everything together, I don't really remember what was done. And so my question would be, once you recognized there was a problem and once someone would listen to you, what did you do next? Um, The next thing to do is get a good diagnosis. Um, because at the at at the present moment, the only way to really diagnose Alzheimer's, although research is catching up with this, is with an autopsy. Okay, okay. and so you and there are other conditions that mimic Alzheimer's. Um, okay. So um, having small strokes can make it seem like you have Alzheimer's. Um, certain kinds of vitamin or mineral imbalances can make it seem like you have Alzheimer's. Depression in an older adult. And so um, so what you want to do is take them to a specialist, a neurologist, ideally, to rule out okay. all these other things because the other things are treatable. So you can treat depression. You can treat the small strokes even. Um, with regulation of blood pressure and other kind of medications. So you want to make sure that you've got those bases covered before you decide it's Alzheimer's. Um, And and there are some medications that now work, at least on the short term, Mm -hmm. that if you have a diagnosis your parent can take um, that don't last forever they don't cure the disease but they delay the onset and the earlier you get on that the more you can delay the onset so there are lots of advantages to getting to the right doctor Um, but you've got to have a doctor that that knows about Alzheimer's and knows how these medicines are prescribed and what kind of testing to do Right, And, and again it's expensive you know Um, But, um, and then, um, you know, making plans ahead of time on how you're going to care for this person, I think, is really the next step. You know, making financial arrangements, talking to the family, okay, who's going to step up and who's going to do what? 
um, I think doing that ahead of time really helps avoid uh, problems. It doesn't prevent them, but it helps make it less likely to have problems. Sure. Yeah. You know, because your siblings sometimes, you know, the person who's there every day taking care of the person knows what's going on. But siblings tend to want to deny what's what's happening. Oh, mom seemed fine to me. I was here all afternoon and nothing weird happened. And so getting them on board and understanding the disease so that they are willing to step up and understand what's going on. Um, in my case, right. I when I went out of town, I'd have my sister come stay with my mom for a weekend, four days. And that's when she really understood and um, was able to provide better help. So the more okay, you can do so that that's with, a, with siblings. Yeah, that's a that's mm-hmm. a good idea then, I would think. If your mm-hmm. siblings, if they don't live near and they're not able to, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, see that and they can't mm-hmm. really hear it on short phone conversations and therefore they're not really putting it together, Maybe invite them mm-hmm. to come visit, right? More mm-hmm. a an ex, more of an extended yeah. stay so that they can see it happening. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Because especially in the early stages, an afternoon, they they may be perfectly fine for an afternoon, or the changes may be subtle, and so really understanding what's going on, you you need more time. Um, I'm sorry, your phone is cut out. Just one more time on it. Um, you said they may be fine for an for an, Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. It's very frustrating. It happened to me all day yesterday through the entire show. Um yeah. you said that if um if you know, they may be fine for an afternoon and then it mm-hmm. cut out. So I don't know what you said. And, and and so it's not enough time to really understand what's right. going on, what your parent may need, you know. So um, it's been, getting them to spend some time, I think, was helpful for me anyway. Yeah. Well, we um, have about uh, just a little bit over two minutes left before I want to wrap it up. And so I, I wanted to um, give you a chance to give people any information you felt you've left out or resources they might look at. I know that you talked to us about um, going to uh, the Alzheimer's, I'm sorry, the Alzheimer's, um, is it an organization? Is it? I'm not it's sure Alzheimer's what you said. It's the Association. The Association, It's the Alzheimer's, yeah. uh-huh, yeah. And um, you can Google them. I don't have the web address in front of me, but you can okay. easily Google them. Um, I think they may be going to do some fundraisers in Lubbock, where we are here. And But, you know, it's it's a national organization and again to me that was the most helpful uh resource sure. uh, that yeah. that I used over this time. And I guess if one as as a caregiver and somebody who's spoken to many caregivers, I guess the the one thing I would say is remember that this is a person you love this person. And the disease, it may be act, making them act in ways that you don't recognize, but that person you love is still there. And if you can pull that from your heart or dig deep in your heart and remember that, it makes the job so much easier. Uh, yeah, that's very important to remember because I do know that they 
mm-hmm. certainly you know get very irritated. They can get very agitated very easily mm-hmm. and say and do things that mm-hmm. can be hurtful and sometimes frustrating yes. for you, especially if like you're discussing you know daughters caring for their mothers and. Certainly we're looking mm-hmm. at times when, you know, you have a, a big family or kids to raise plus jobs and everything that you're doing yeah. and then this this on your plate as well. But it is, like you said, very important to remember this is your mom and this is someone that you mm-hmm. love and 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 that person is still in there and they need you desperately. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a beautiful yeah. way to say that, yes. And take well, care of yourself. I want to, yes, take care of yourself. I want to encourage everyone <laughs> to hear that part, especially with, you said yes. something about, you know, making sure you get support from the community. Self-care in this situation would be vital. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. And, and it's well, easy to forget. Yes, oh, so easy, especially, and it's easy for all of us to forget regardless of what we're doing. But if you're mm-hmm. taking on a task like this, I would imagine it would be very easy to forget yourself. And, and you can't because you're no good to mm-hmm. your mom or whomever in your family is suffering from mm-hmm. this if you're not taking care of you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on our show well, today, and I want to I want to invite you back if you're willing to do that. Um, we sure. we certainly would love to have you back to talk about this and other topics if you would like to do that. Oh, sure, be happy to. Yay, great. Okay, well, again, thank you, Dr. Dunham, for being on and for discussing this important topic. I hope that that has been helpful to you listeners out there and. And please know that if you have any questions for Dr. Dunham, you're more than welcome to send them to our Facebook page. Again, that's uh, facebook.com backslash girlpowerhalfhour. It's very easy to find us, and you can send us messages on our page. You can post on our page. You can give us your feedback, and if you have any questions concerning this particular topic, you can send them to us, and we will get them to her, and we'll get you the answers that you need. Um, I also want to remind you again that we are going to have uh, Wellness Wednesday tomorrow, Annette Bingham, hoping her phone works, will be giving us five simple ways to live a healthier, happier life. And Thoughtfulness Thursday, we'll be discussing and exploring the life of the strong, independent woman, Georgia O'Keefe. And for Casual Friday, we want you to our way. Again, you can do that at our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour. And if you have questions concerning the topic we've discussed today, those would be great to discuss on Friday please feel free to send them to us. You can also call in. The number is 347-215-6929. Again, that's 347-215-6929. You can call in to listen or you can call in to ask a question. Uh, if you do want to simply listen, do not press 1 when you call in. Otherwise, you will be in our caller queue, and when we answer, you will be live on air. <laughs> you will have no questions. Uh, that will be awkward for all of us. So, Call in 347-215-6929 on Friday and give us your questions or write in with those via our Facebook page. And uh, hopefully we will have Annette Bingham with us again tomorrow discussing again uh, Wellness Wednesday, Five Easy Ways to a Happier, Healthy Life. And Dr. Dunham, I just want to thank you again and we will have you on again uh, for a future show and either this topic or something else that you choose because I know you're one of my personal mentors and I know that you're extremely knowledgeable of so many topics that I would love to cover. So um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in today, and I really appreciate your listening. We we love your support. We need your support. Uh, we're excited about this show. I know Dr. Dunham has expressed excitement, as has Trisha Earle that we had on in the past. They work together in the Women's Studies Department. We want to continue doing this because it is one of the few shows for women and by women 
And because it is Blog Talk Radio, it is welcome. You know, people from all over the world are able to listen to this. So please give us your feedback so that we can continue to have great topics and and great speakers such as Dr. Dunham as we've had on today. And we will continue to bring this show to you every day at 5 p.m. Central. Again, we will see you tomorrow for Wellness Wednesday.